Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, May 19th. Advice for Men If you maintain a certain reserve in the presence of women, they will always respect you. It's a very, very, very important teaching. It's, it's not popular these days to divide men and women as if there actually was such a thing. I know there's a huge... Uh, shifting in all kinds of gender definitions and gender identifications. So there's a, a series now in this book of advice for men and advice for women. So let's try to get this on a basis where everybody can just really relax and enjoy it. The duality of male and female is a universal principle. There is there Everything in the universe is dual. Men and women exist because yin and yang exist. And so when he's talking about men or he's talking about women, he's talking about with the, with, with the yin energy, this is how you balance it in women. For the yang energy, this is how you balance it in, in men or in human beings, if, it, if it's more comfortable for you to think about it like that. Ultimately, everybody is equally um, yin and yang because within ourselves we are complete and people tend to be oriented and they often reflect the gender of the body that they've incarnated in but not always and I don't even mean you know shifting of gender identification in terms of sexuality I just mean temperamentally there's always going to be a yin and yang balance within everyone and everyone needs to come into a perfect balance so generally speaking, those who inhabit male bodies are influenced by the karma of having a male body and all of the orientation that that gives. And so this is how to work with what we're given. Same for the, for the female body. But the body part of it is the least part of it. What we're really dealing with is consciousness. So both, of, both the yin and the yang energy can be correctly expressed correctly in the sense of it will lead us to greater happiness or incorrectly expressed because it will lead us to more and more delusion and ultimately to suffering. So when he's talking about advice for men, maintain a certain reserve in the presence of women and they will always respect you. Uh, What Swamiji is talking about here is that it's never attractive, uh, weakness is not attractive over-eagerness is not attractive. What is attractive in human beings is a certain um, strength and dignity within oneself. Um, traditionally, between men and women, you know, and, and when we get into advice for women, in fact, the very topic we're going to talk about tomorrow on this is precisely that, that there can be this sexual interplay between the, the yin and the yang energy. Let's forget gender. There's just yin and yang energy. There's an interplay between it. And the yin energy can entice the yang energy into itself. And many yin-oriented human beings like to entice 
like that, or they get in the habit of enticing, or they just think it's fun to entice. And yang individuals are often drawn into that. But yin doesn't necessarily respect yang if it can be too easily dominated and too easily um, made off-center. And sometimes yin human beings are not elevated in the way they use that energy. So what Swamiji is suggesting here for the yang person is that maintain a little dignity. Don't allow yourself to just be buffeted about by people's energy. Now, nowadays, um, all of that interplay between yin and yang is considered to be the height of positive experience. And people are always, you know, playing with it without even thinking about whether or not they should restrain it. So I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to people who have understood that I want to, I want to, a little bit of self-mastery here. I don't want to just be bantied about by, you know, my biology. I want to actually choose what my influences are, and especially when I'm relating to, you know, the opposite gender, whatever that might be, however we're experiencing that. Um, I, I need to understand that there is a deeper level of relationship. There's a deeper level of friendship that is based on my moving from my center, not my just running wildly along my periphery. And there is a certain masculine reserve you know, which is the yang, the power of yang energy restrained is, is really tremendous because the yang energy has this, this, this world-moving, earth-changing power. Whether it comes out of a male or female body, it doesn't matter. It's yang energy that, that tends to transform the world. People sometimes ask why on the altar of the Ananda churches, all five of the gurus are men. And it's a very interesting question. And historically speaking, the avatars seem always to have been men. There are self-realized females. There are great saints who are females. But the avatar role seems to be played by, by people in male bodies. I asked Swami, it was an obvious question. He gave a very interesting answer. He said, being an avatar is a masculine profession. It's not being a self-realized master. Because being a self-realized master, you can be self-realized whatever body you're in. I know there was a, a time, I, I think it was in Buddhism, where it was considered that women you know, were not capable of becoming Buddhas, but that's not true, and that's never been true in self-realization. The, the nature of self-realization is you transcend all physical identification, so it makes no difference where you started. At the end point, you've transcended all of it, and the power what is considered to be generally the yin power of receptivity and devotion is essential for self-realization. And at the point of self-realization, yin and yang have come into perfect balance. I am complete in myself. All opposites are resolved. There is no duality. But an avatar is a, a, a soul, a self-realized master, who comes in with a powerful world-changing mission. It's a separate role than just God realization. Anybody can realize God. An avatar comes in to redirect the course of history. And that's, a mas that's masculine work. That's yang, yang work. 
And interestingly, even when there are great, um, great saints in female bodies, with a few exceptions, um, Ananda Ma as an example. Ananda Ma had no organization. You know, she, she, did, she did absolutely no actual work. She wasn't, she wasn't even literate. I mean, not that that matters, but she didn't write anything. She just um, emanated and, and changed the lives of tens of thousands of people. But she did it in a very yin way, which is strictly through her consciousness. And organization formed around her, ashrams formed around her, but she, she always referred to it as your organization, your ashram, your magazine. She never, she never even took her own body as her own. She called it this body. She never took anything as her own. She behaved in a very, what you might call a motherly way. It was a very yin um, mission. Um, I, she never was purported to be an avatar, but she was definitely a free soul. I, it, the distinctions are not worth the discussion here. But, but the masculine energy, the, the yang energy, when it is collected, you know, it, it can move the world. Now, I was thinking of St. Teresa of Avila, one of the priests who had to deal with her said, you said you were, wrote to another, um, what, the bishop or something, you said you were sending me a nun, but you actually sent me a bearded man. That's how she des- he described St. Teresa, that she was not at all a female person, even though she was operating out of a female body. Her, her mission, she founded convents, she stood up to authority. She operated the entire time in a female body as a nun, but her energy was entirely yang. So it, it, again, it doesn't matter. But when that energy, when that energy of the masculine power to focus and to, to, to persevere and to just move forward against all obstacles with, with that kind of willpower, which is a masculine kind of energy, that kind of willpower, then, then societies are transformed. But a certain reserve is required in order to do that. The energy has to be gathered in. And the very nature of between men and women, as an example of what that works, between yin and yang, is that the yin energy can entice the yang energy out. And it can also make the yang energy run in crazed circles around it. I mean, that's just the way the, the, the hormonal system works. And in the tradition of yoga, to master that outward moving energy that is a man attracted to a woman, the, 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 uh, the, the need to have that union, the, the compelling need to have that union. Now, the compelling need for, for intimacy, for friendship, um, the opportunity to love, the experience of being loved, these are divinely inspired um, necessities because in the course of being compelled into those, um, th- that human need compels us into situations in which we find either fulfillment or disappointment or a combination of all of those things. And it teaches us, sometimes painfully, sometimes joyously, it teaches us about the necessity for self-mastery. It teaches us between the difference from, from choosing what is best for us and being compelled into situations without having enough 
self-awareness or self-mastery to be able to make a, an uplifted conscious mind decision. Now, once again, many people don't care. But for those of us who are seeking God, we are trying to raise our awareness in every aspect of our life. So Swamiji, in his first words of advice for men, which are not the last words in this book of this, he starts with this. Always maintain a certain reserve. In other words, never, never give up your centeredness in your spine. And yin personalities, female personalities, will respect that because they'll see in that what, what the yin is really seeking, which is a balancing energy. We're, the reason we're drawn to our complementary uh, gender is because we know that we need to come into a perfect yin-yang balance ourselves, so we often seek that, which is the opposite of what we already have, in an attempt to take it into ourselves, to learn from it. And ideally, our intimate one-to-one relationships where the yin-yang is balancing itself is that we get to find out. We get to exchange magnetism. And we get to learn from each other. You know, what, what, what I don't already know, I learn from you. And it's not merely that I drink it in from you and now I don't need to develop it anymore. I mean, that's the weakness. And the reserve that Swamiji is talking about is where we appreciate it, we respect it, we even desire to bring it into our lives, but we do it from a point of balance, not from a point of, oh, I'm incomplete and I will never be complete until I can, I can get from you. It's rather I, I, bring, I bring centeredness, I bring power, I bring whatever positive qualities I have, and, and a partnership can be formed instead of just a relationship where where I must have, where I need, where I desire. This is not, again, as I said, the way most people think, but it's very profoundly and deeply a helpful way to think. So Swamiji says, advice for men. If you maintain a certain reserve in the presence of women, they will always respect you. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.